everybody gather near the doctors in the house. So lend them your ears. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is Doctors are in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Ron here, Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, along with Dr. Jerry, to bring you another podcast of uh, news you will not hear on the mainstream media, uh, only heard here on Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, the number one health show here in Southwest Florida. So, ladies and gentlemen, with an attitude of gratitude, I welcome you tonight. And remember, an attitude of gratitude not only boosts joy, general life satisfaction, it is also the single best predictor of good relationships and benefits both sanity and physical health. Gratitude has measurable beneficial effects on the mood neurotransmitters. What are they? Serotonin, norepinephrine, and dopamine. And inflammatory cytokines, immune function, blood pressure, blood sugar, testosterone, hey guys, oxytocin, and cortisol. Attitude of gratitude. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get started tonight, this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Hope you all enjoyed the Dr. Ralph Moss, and I know he's a PhD, I said at the beginning last week, PhD, Dr. Ralph Moss, who's been around cancer for quite a long time, starting at Sloan Kettering in the 70s, and he's gone on to visit most conventional and non-conventional types of cancer centers around the world, and he writes on it. If you go to the Moss Report, mossreport.com, you can download your ultimate guide to cancer. Okay, that is that's Moss Reports, plural, MossReports.com. Just a great show last last week, and uh, some of you have, had asked what uh, was a complementary naturopathic association. Well, it's called the Oncology Association of Naturopathic Physicians. Oncology Association of Naturopathic Physicians. Go to Moss Reports, sign up, get his get his uh, blog sent to you. Really great information. This week he has a great one on, on probiotics, and uh, there's some great studies out of this country and Russia uh, on how probiotics uh, are very beneficial to your immune system, how they can work with some of these immune-modulating drugs. But ladies and gentlemen, you've heard that here. We had shows on the gut, leaky gut syndrome and gut dysbiosis. Enough being said, let me introduce Dr. Jerry. How are you doing, Dr. Jerry? Doing great tonight, Ron. I'm more excited about this topic because, uh, you know, depression is the leading cause of disability worldwide. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing how, how it is. It's amazing how I'm not going to get into the treatment. I don't know whether you are or not, but I mean, it is just being mistreated all over the place. But before we do that, Dr. Jerry, let, let, let me just uh, uh, tell our listeners something about the colloidal silver and vitamins and minerals. And this is just recently published stuff. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, for years, the National Poison Data System, NPDS, has published its annual report of the American Association of Poison Control Centers. So they, and, and all, all, all the uh, people look for this. And every year, you know what the report shows? How many deaths from colloidal silver? silver? Well, last year, ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to report there were zero deaths from colloidal silver. 
in spite of the fact that there are now an estimated 10 million active colloidal silver users throughout North America. You know, they, they ingest hundreds of millions of doses of colloidal silver every year. Yet, based on the annual report, no deaths have ever been attributed to this supplement. Nevertheless, the, the FDA, which is a, uh, a branch of the uh, Pharmaceutical Association, the, the National Institutes of Health, the Mayo Clinic, WebMD, the Quackbusters Organization, and the, far, the, the shills for the big pharmaceutical companies have all stridently warned against colloidal silver usage, calling it breathtaking urgency, risky, potentially dangerous. Why don't they want you to take it? Think about it. Think about it. If you're unfamiliar with the truth about safe, natural colloidal silver, you know, you, you, you go back and listen to one of our, our programs with Phil Safer. The mainstream has been against this, this supplement for years, but there have been zero deaths reported again. Now, this, there's a lot of data that came out of this, so I'm going to just scroll down here. And the, the, a report from this uh, association and the American Association of Poison Control Centers shows, guess what? Guess how many deaths from vitamin A? Zero. Vitamin C, zero. Vitamin E, zero. Niacin, B6, pyridoxine, or any other B vitamin. No deaths from multiple vitamins, adult or pediatric. Zero deaths from any dietary mineral supplement. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This means there were no fatalities from calcium, magnesium, chromium, zinc, colloidal silver, selenium, iron, or multi-mineral supplements. No deaths from amino acids, creatine, blue-green algae, glucosamine, chondroitin. There were no deaths from herbs. You know, echinacea, ginkgo, ginseng, kava kava, St. John's wort, valerian, yomba. I, I could go on and on. No deaths from any homeopathic remedy. No deaths from Asian medicine. So if nutritional supplements are allegedly so dangerous, as everyone would have you believe, where are all the bodies? But I can tell you one thing for sure. Every year in the United States, there are 225,000 medically caused deaths. 12,000 from unnecessary surgeries, 7,000 from medication errors, 20,000 deaths from other errors in hospitals, 80,000 deaths from infections acquired in hospitals, 106,000 deaths. All right, get this from FDA approved and correctly prescribed and correctly used medications. Adds up to 225,000 medically caused deaths each year and every year in the United States, or 2.25 million deaths every decade. You know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, again, uh, don't believe everything you say is here. Question everything. Please be the CEO of your own body. Uh, take control, okay? Do your homework. Listen to shows like this. Uh, we'll try and steer you in the right direction. Dr. Jerry, before I, I just want to introduce Dr. Teitelbaum, but before I go on, uh, I mean, you use supplements. I mean, something, they don't all work, of course, but you ever have any major problems? Uh, yeah, when they don't take them. <laughs> hey, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I had work. a patient. I had a patient one time that I gave uh, suppositories to, and they came back and I said, "I think I should give them to you again for another two weeks." And they said, "For all the good they're doing me, Doc, I should be shoving them up, you know where." I mean, they were swallowing them. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope you gave them the flavored prescription. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, Doctor. Teitelbaum, Jacob Teitelbaum, world-renowned expert on fibromyalgia and, and naturopathic treatments, has agreed and honored us to be on our program at a s separate time next week. That'll be February 1st, somebody's birthday that I'm quite in love with, uh, at 4 p.m. He's going to be on. He's going to start off the program. We're going to discuss his new book, Diabetes is Optional. Think about that. Diabetes is optional. I, did, I have a copy of his book, and what has attracted me to it is, is 
probably he's been listening to Dr. Jerry and I over the years because he says, yes, you are in charge. You, you're always in charge of your health despite the health care system trying to convince you that your health is dependent on your doctor. Here's the simple truth. Your doctor is simply one health care consultant available to you, offering minimal tools relative to the whole health care toolkit. Think about that. And we don't don't we talk about the same same philosophy here? But most physicians, well-meaning as they are, don't take the time to look into the research showing the toxicity of these medications. They only see what is spoon-fed to them by the drug companies. Think about that. He goes on to say, evidence-based medicine, EBM, often turns out to be rubbish after an objective analysis of the data. That's why Dr. Marsha Angel, the past editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, that's what she said, she doesn't believe much of what she reads in journals anymore. So we're going to have a nice discussion about diabetes is optional, type 2 diabetes, uh, a, a really good uh, meal plan for you, an easy-to-do exercise plan. Uh, he even allows you a little bit of chocolate, but apparently he does have a sweet tooth, and uh, he wants you to get your meat off the seat. And he, don't want you to, he doesn't want you to go for checkups, and I, I really like what he said about that. He wants you to go for tune-ups, you know, just like you take your car in to tune it up. You just don't take it there and get it checked. You want to know a lot about it. So, Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum, uh, February 1st, 4 p.m., uh, he will be on the show. That's going to be an interesting show, Jerry. Sounds exciting. Yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good, good, good person. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, one of the topics we want to talk about tonight is the thyroid gland. Okay. Uh, let me just see. I do have another thing open here to me. No deaths from homeopathic area. So I already told you about that. Uh, if you have hypothyroidism, did anybody ever tell you it can cause depression or anxiety or OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder? And if you really meet a strict OCD person, they'll say it's CDO because they like to keep it in alphabetical order. The medications used to treat the psychiatric disorders work temporarily at best. We, I sort of alluded to that because they don't address the thyroid gland. Because there's something that Dr. Jerry and I have talked about for three years now. It could be subclinical, meaning your laboratory tests will appear almost as if they are normal. This is the trouble people get into in treating symptoms. Treat the anxiety. They're forgetting about the holistic, comprehensive treatment of the person. And they don't get to the root cause of the, of the problem. So just basically, this thyroid gland is located at the base of your throat. Your thyroid produces hormones that control your metabolism. It also regulates the rhythm of your heart. It regulates something important. I'm sure Dr. Jerry will have something to say about that. Your body temperature it is arguably one of the most vital organs in your body. So we're going to try and... Uh, talk a little bit about your thyroid gland uh, and maybe some supplements that are important. Okay, but I'll go through some symptoms and I'll let Dr. Jerry come in. Unexplained weight gain or loss, swelling or puffiness, low energy, depressed mood, erasing heart, anxiety, lethargy, sleeplessness, digestive disturbances with constipation or loose stools, a brain fog and forgetfulness aching muscles and cramps, hair loss and thinning, dry and brittle skin, and nails. You know, uh, there are 200 million people worldwide, most of them women, who have some type of thyroid problem. And as I said, if you also suffer from symptoms of depression, I, I'll tell you, say it again, a normal thyroid test can be masking a critical link in your treatment program. So your thyroid gland is like your gas pedal, okay? It's a little butterfly-shaped master gland. It regulates a lot of critical functions, from production of hormones to regulating metabolism, maintaining a healthy weight, and helping maintain immunity. 
and mood and memory. So uh, we're going to explore a little bit about your, your an underperforming thyroid gland uh, in which the thyroid gland does not produce enough thyroid hormone. Okay, it's an incredibly common problem, probably one of the most underdiagnosed conditions in America, with some people saying that at least 20% of all women have an under-responsive thyroid, and that yet only half of them ever get diagnosed. How about the other half? Well, we'll talk about that because they're given a clean bill, bill of physical health and a prescription for what? If they're depressed, they get an antidepressant. They're, they're considered a mental patient. So, uh, Dr. Jerry, what do you think? Well, you're absolutely right. And there's some additional symptoms that uh, I think you you left out. Uh, One is hoarseness. And most people don't realize that hoarseness can be attributed to an underactive thyroid. And, of course, infertility is a big one and constipation and insomnia and palpitations of the heart. and I, in my practice, I find an exceptional number of patients with underactive thyroid, especially in chronic pain. You know, when the thyroid's low, your metabolism's low, so the waste products build up. And I believe that this is one of the underlying causes for fibromyalgia. Because when you have a buildup of toxins all over the body, you're going to have diffuse pain all over the body. And, uh, you know, traditional doctors don't look at that aspect. Not at all. They're they're excellent points. Yeah, and and the other key uh, thing is when people get depressed, they don't sit there and go shopping for organic foods. They start eating junk foods, which are high in, you know, your uh, polyunsaturated fats, the canola oil, and, you know, the safflower oil, the corn oil, soybean oil, sunflower oil. That all suppresses your thyroid. So eating the potato chips, the pretzels, all this junk is, is suppressing your thyroid even more. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what we want to try and just remind you, and so you can remind your healthcare provider, that there's a strong correlation between psychiatric disorders and thyroid disease. And a lot of people are shocked by this when they, because they, they, they don't study it. Uh, it's uh, either condition, either anxiety or depression. It's not... not uh, discussed very often and doctors often overlook the connection because they, 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 they just look at one thing, endocrinology. They look at one thing, psychiatry, but not both. So our physicians, our healthcare providers who basically, as Dr. Teitelbaum will tell you next week, you know, they, they've been raised by the big pharmaceutical companies, so they know just how to use drugs and, they, uh, and, and made up diagnoses. But they need to understand a little bit about both branches of medicine, psychiatry and endocrinology, to really get into how intricate these two disorders are tied together. So an endocrinologist almost always prescribed levothyroxine to try people on, on their first thyroid medication. Would you, would you agree with that, Dr. Jerry? Absolutely. You know, and the problem with these medications, just because you have an adequate blood level doesn't guarantee that the hormone is inside the cells. Exactly. Exactly. And we should, we, we should get into that in a little bit, how what you need for that T4 to get it to be made into T3, the active ingredient. But, you know, you know, your, your doctor may give you levothyroxine and uh, there's some good clinical research. So that that is not the, uh, the fix for people with hypothyroidism that also have chronic stress and hormone imbalances, depression, and anxiety. I'm sure many of you will agree uh, with me. I mean, a lot of physicians will agree. It it doesn't always treat uh, the underactive thyroid if you have the psychiatric component. So if you you get this this levothyroxine, this synthroid, it may have other names, and you don't uh, have any life breathed into you, you, you'll find out. Nevertheless, it's prescribed and its brand name is Synthroid. Well, the, there are drugs that are bioidentical T4 hormones, but that, that's the issue. The T4 has to be converted to T3 to get inside yourself. Like Dr. Jerry said, just because you have adequate amount of T4 does not say that you're normal. That has to be converted to T3 
to actually do the work of burning off your weight, making it thin, happy, energetic, strong, get rid of that brain fog. If the T4 doesn't convert to T3, pretty much nothing happens in that regard. Only the T3 is biologically active. I don't want to get too technical now, but the synthetic drugs that most physicians prescribe are T4, but you need the T3. Okay, just remember that. Well, also of importance, so, if you don't have enough testosterone, you're not going to get that conversion. And, and your testosterone and the, is where we'll, Yeah, exactly, well, the uh, endocrine the disruptors that we spoke about in previous, uh, you know, bisphenol A and all those other chemicals, you know, disrupt the whole endocrine system. So you're a walking time bomb, basically. Right. Well, if we, if, if so, if you if you have, if you are lucky enough to have a physician that recognizes that psychiatric problems like anxiety and depression can be caused by your thyroid, and he gives you levothyroxine or synthroid, and you don't do well, okay. You know that. By the way, synthroid is the second most commonly prescribed prescription in the in the United States, okay. So, and you're not doing well. That doesn't mean that you don't have an underactive thyroid, okay? It just means you're not on the right type of thyroid medication and you just have too much inactive T4. It's not being converted to T3. Or a lot of physicians don't measure the reverse T3. And we'll talk maybe a little bit more, more about that later. But so... If you're severely suicidal, depressed, this I'm not talking to you. This is a, this doesn't apply. Uh, this you 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 require some help, okay? But if you have the other symptoms that we talked about, you'll 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 have solace in the fact that inexpensive thyroid medication could turn things around for you. And I'm talking about the natural thyroid. Many times, depression's underlying cause is undiagnosed hypothyroidism, and you cannot trust your lab test. The reference ranges were decided upon based on the sick population, if you're in the so-called normal reference range, I'm telling you, it's not saying a lot. It's not telling you anything because it was based on sick people. So well, Dr. Dr. Ron, you know, one other interesting uh, point is that even with the natural uh, thyroid hormones, uh, the, the one that I use is, is a NT1, Nature Throid. And it has a filler, but it's coconut. The armor thyroid that most doctors uh, gravitate to when they prescribe a, a so-called natural thyroid hormone has corn in it as a filler. So years ago, many years ago, I'd say probably 48 years ago when I, when I was searching for a good natural thyroid hormone, I called this doctor solely up over in, the, in Nevada. And uh, he's the one that turned me on to the, the nature thyroid because he said fit his whole practice was basically thyroid oriented. And he said, all of a sudden, 50% of his patients went off the deep end with all kinds of adverse reactions. And when he called the company, which was Roar, that's when he found out they were using corn as a filler. Hmm. So that's a very highly allergenic substance. Plus corn, as we all know, is genetically modified and that can push you over the edge. That's a great point. And I, I, I would say that toward the end of my active career in, in treating people, I stopped using armor because I ju- it just wasn't giving me the results with the patients that I had hoped for. So uh, maybe, the, and, and I thought it was just, it was a manufacturing problem, but it was maybe that plus the corn, which I was not aware of till just now. And I, and I wanted to tell our, our, our listeners, and I'll get to about how coconut oil can benefit your thyroid, but you know, how about eating iodized salt, Dr. Jerry, if you, if you have a bad thyroid gland? Does that fix it? Well, you know, the government uh, back in the 60s stopped the uh, use of iodine in the salt, and they switched to bromine. Well, bromine suppresses your thyroid, so you wonder why people are going off the deep end. Right, okay, and, 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 and exactly right. And, and it, that, that's not the answer that... Uh, the Himalayan salt will get it. That, we had a whole show on that, but salt is not enough. And if you're depressed, right, the seaweeds. yeah, the seaweeds are a good yeah. source too. Exactly, but but if you're depressed, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you, you know you need a, a comprehensive approach. You need the right thyroid medication. And Dr. Jerry talked about your environment and the drug muggy effects of certain drugs like proton pump inhibitors. They 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 actually just 
counteract the thyroid medications, the phthalates, the plasticizers, the pesticides, the perfumes, and they're called endocrine disruptors. And something that up until about a year and a half ago, I never gave a lot of thought to, but so are cell phones. Cell phones are endocrine disruptors, ladies and gentlemen. And there's been some studies I've been looking at that uh, link anxiety and depression to smartphones and other mobile devices. And many people, including myself, I, I didn't even give that connection a thought until just recently. Because it, how about these teenagers? Gosh, they are with the thinner skulls. They're real, and how much you know? They're, you hear all about these attempted suicides. They're constantly online, checking Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Some of them are always texting. I mean, even driving and texting. I mean, it's crazy. So I found a correlation in a study in the rise of smartphone use and the rate of psychiatric problems. Uh, I, and we had that one woman on from Italy that talked about uh, mercury in the brain and cell phones, how it opens up the blood-brain barrier, but I never gave it a thought as, as far as uh, psychiatric disorders. The CDC substantiates this, and their teen surveys found that hopelessness and suicidal ideation rose by 12% in just five years from 2010 to 2015. And at an impressionable age, it's difficult because they are hypersensitive to everything posted whether it's liked or shared, uh, while simultaneously retreating from real relationships, no eye-to-eye contact. They don't know how to interact with other people, creating social withdrawal. And what do these kids get? They get drugs to help integrate them. And well, you know, really the, you mess- talk about, the, yeah, Dr. Ron, the drug Prozac, uh, people don't realize it. It has, and that's for depression, you know, it has four molecules of fluoride in it. Oh, which, yeah, makes, yeah. which is going to make your depression even worse. Wow. Wow. That's just what you need. And if your depression is related to your thyroid, wow. No wonder, no wonder they don't work or you need more and more doses of these antidepressants. Wow. That's, you know, and you mentioned eating the junk food, chemical-laden fast food, taking medications, oral contraceptives. Uh, not getting the right minerals, selenium and B12, uh, to, to make the happy, uh, happy uh, uh, hormones. Drinking from plastic water bottles. Well, these chemicals are sucking your brain dry of happy chemicals, ladies and gentlemen. You know that's all. In treating your thyroid, your your comprehensive physician has to take all this into consideration because if it just gives you thyroid, it just gives you an antidepressant, it's not enough. And that's the point we want to make. And as you'll see, we talk about supplements, how everything is really tied in. You know, how many people get their house sprayed with pesticides every month? Well, I think a lot. Uh, All affects your thyroid gland and your endocrine gland. But, you know, there's hope. Uh, and uh, we're not going to take all away all your Coca-Cola. Uh, and and but, having a simple, <laughs> a simple problem, copper pipes in a house. If your water is uh, slightly acidic, you're going to have elevated copper levels, and that could be picked up from a hair test, hair analysis, but that will cause uh, severe depression. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, see, so that's why, every, you know, like Dr. Jerry says, you have to get the splinter out. You have to get to the root cause. Okay, so just just taking a, an antidepressant if you're depressed is not going to not going to do the job uh, long term. Okay, uh, so uh, antidepressants if they work they often take weeks, right? But some don't have weeks in you, so fast acting help is needed. Okay, that's why we're bringing up this thyroid depression, fatigue, brain fog connection. Okay. It's really important. So if you have depression or anxiety or OCD, I mean, you, you know, you have to get checked for that. But you, I, would, I would say here tonight, you probably have an underlying thyroid disease and you might benefit from a trial of thyroid. What do you think now, about that? Now, it's interesting. You called, well, you called it a disease. I, I don't look at it as a disease um, because the simple fact is Heavy metals, pesticides, uh, you know, chemicals actually lock 
the or prevent the thyroid from actually working. So to me, it's a dysfunction or nutritional deficiency or toxicity. And in my a, a definition, I don't call it a disease anymore. So it's a it's a it's a it's a what? How do you, how would you describe it? I think it's it's a nutritional deficiency. Uh, you know, it's the pathways. It's an environmental. Yeah, but it's epigenetic. Could be epigenetic factors. Yeah. Uh, people use underarm deodorant, which has aluminum in it. Well, that suppress that can cause depression. That can affect your your brain, your thyroid. You know, it just fluoridated water, chlorine in the water. All these factors prevent the gland from working. So, is is that really a disease? I, you know, in my definition, I don't know. Okay, well, that's I, a good point, though. I mean. And, you know, we, you know, a disease is, is something that a group of symptoms are made up so they can give it a code so they can build the insurance company. So I, I, I'm well aware of that. Yeah. But let's just, let's just, is your thyroid medication better than antidepressants? Uh, I'm going to go on the record and say, I think it is uh, because I did see an impressive trial called the star D S T A R D trial. Guess what it showed? Thyroid medication has the capacity to outperform conventional antidepressants used for depression. Why? Because depression is not usually a reduction in serotonin, but it's really a reduction in thyroid hormone production and, more importantly, utilization. It has to get into the cell, like Dr. Jerry said. Is that shocking to hear? Because for years, you know, you hear uh, commercials and psychiatrists and other professionals, they're all trying to up your serotonin, a serotonin reuptake inhibitor. But again, depression, in my opinion, and the opinion of some articles I've been reading lately, is frequently tied to hypo, underactive thyroid, and not a serotonin deficiency. And the SSRI, the serotonin reuptake inhibitors, do not raise thyroid. Okay, now I'm not telling you right now, let me be clear. Don't stop them if you're taking them because that could produce seizures. If you're taking SSRIs, you could have seizures and other withdrawal effects. You need to be under care. But what I'm saying is if you're new and just newly diagnosed, you need to go through a whole routine of things and see a holistic naturopathic practitioner Okay, and and to talk about phthalates, your environment, your diet, your the water you're drinking, the the products you're using on your skin, and and even lithium. Lithium was studied. You know, it's making a comeback, Jerry. It was studied in the Star D trial, and uh, it came out really good. There's there's some people, and I'm not one of them, that are recommending that fluoride be taken out, lithium be put in, but or water supplies, but. It really came out really good treating uh, uh, this this problem. Again, it's just treating a symptom. It's not treating anything else, so that's why I'm against it. But So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope we made a, the point for you to think about that if you have uh, depression, anxiety, brain fog, or any of the other symptoms that uh, myself or Dr. Jerry talked about, especially the psychiatric ones, you know, I mean, if you're gaining weight and your hair is thin and your skin is dry, I think a lot of people, a lot of practitioners would think of their thyroid. But I don't think a lot of physicians or providers will think of your thyroid if it's a psychiatric condition. So I wanted to throw that out uh, tonight and, and, and think about it. What do you think, Jerry? You think we, do you agree with that, by the way? Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, the problem is, Doctors are not looking at patients globally, and that's where the problem comes in because there's so many variable factors. I mean, we're still getting radiation from Fukushima. How many doctors mm. are taking that into consideration? You're going to see right. an increase in thyroid cancer in young children and people in the next 10 years, 5 to 10 years, because of the radiation. I, I agree. I mean, uh... And there's been some releases here in, in, in southeast Florida, in the Miami area, that I have warned my East Coast friends, okay, start taking uh, your, your iodine because, you know, or they're saying it doesn't, yeah, it's not going to affect you. But do you want to believe that? Well, the other thing, too, is the um, zeolite 
which is made from uh, molten volcanic uh, uh, metal, you know, going into seawater. And that has a tremendous ability to uh, absorb radiation in your body. So, you know, simple little things like that, that you can help prevent these problems. And, and let me just bring out one other fact that a lot of people may not be aware of, but we'll be talking about and on February 1st about diabetes in the first part of the program. There's research out there now uh, showing that your thyroid could be thwarting your progress of treating your pre-diabetes or diabetes. Your thyroid is responsible for pumping out the hormones that give you energy, right? But when they're not firing on all cylinders and you're not pushing the other pedal to the metal, you feel wiped out. That slows your metabolism to a crawl. You gain weight and you get insulin resistance. That's like Manny Pacquiao's one-two punch. Okay, that can set the stage for diabetes. So that's why Dr. Jerry is saying a global approach. Uh, Dr. Teitelbaum says a comprehensive approach. Same same idea. You know. if you're going in for depression and anxiety and you also have some weight gain and so forth, you've got to look at everything. You've got to look, you're not, well, you know, you don't get labeled a diabetic also. Well, you know, Sorry, it's also diabetes. interesting. I, you know, I made a, a, an interesting observation. What are the two most common uh, colors on the planet? It's basically blue, blue sky and green from grass. Hmm. Now the frequency of blue stimulates the thyroid. And green stimulates the liver. Mm. So you got the two most important organs in your body. <clears throat> That's why you want to get out there and have fresh air and sunshine and, and look up at the sky periodically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's common sense stuff. I mean, like earthing. I mean, it's easy to do, costs nothing. Exactly. Costs nothing. All right, so let's just tie, tie a few other ends in here. Uh, we talked about diet. We talked about the Ansel Keys low-fat disaster that brought us the cancer and the heart disease and everything else that went along with it, the obesity, the metabolic syndrome. And, you know, we got rid of saturated fats. We got rid of coconut oil. We got rid of coconut oil. You believe that? But guess what? Again, coconut oil supports healthy thyroid function. You know, it's good for your heart and brain also, and it boosts your immune as an antibiotic, really, and gives you, you, you uh, energy. But, you know, here we go. You know, we have a problem. We have an epidemic of subclinical hypothyroidism. You know, if, if you could, if, if, there's a, if the women listening out there right now would, would uh, jot down seven names and then add theirs to it, okay, Forty percent of those names will have have a subclinical hypothyroidism, and then and twenty percent of them don't even know they have it. So, this medium chain triglycerides, these, these coconut oil, and and grass fed unsalted butter, uh, gosh, really good for your thyroid. Now, Jerry, to to convert T four to T three, you need tyrosine. Do you, do, you yeah, have, do you have a formula to, with that? Yeah, it's a, it's a precursor for thyroxine, absolutely. Uh, manganese is also important, and selenium is also important. Uh, the B vitamins uh, are another major factor, and, and they're fats. Uh, you know, people, I use avocado oil on my salads. You know, mm. it's tasty. You don't find that too much. I, I bring my own oil to a restaurant. I don't care when I have a salad. You really do? Honest to God. I, I come in and because, you know, with what's going on after a lot of the olive oils being cut, you know, canola oil and these other artificial garbage oils. And, you know, I'm not going to take a chance. I, I get a bottle of avocado oil in the market and I just bring it into the restaurant. And I say, well, just give me some balsamic vinegar. And I and I put the two on my salad. I'm in a happy camper. Well, it's really interesting you mentioned that because a dear friend of mine is a is a Italian wine importer, and he also imports some olive oil. He is he is questioning everything that comes into his warehouse because of what you just said. Yeah. 
adulteration. And he said, you can't even, you know, we used to say, well, if it came in plastic, don't drink it or don't use it. But if it comes in glass, even the ones in glass now, they've gotten so sophisticated. Well, sure, it can uh, increase your profits, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, no wonder we live in such a, a stressed out, crazy world. All right, so your thyroid hormone starts out at T4, right? From your yeah. thyroid gland. And if you have normal cortisol, zinc, selenium, magnesium, and vitamin D, how about that vitamin D again? And, and, and how about the fact? And how about the fact that if the doctor has you on statin drugs and you lower ah. your cholesterol, you can't produce the vitamin D. <laughs> there you go. You were reading my mind. You read my mind. Because then you can get to the active T3. Now, a lot of a lot of our listeners don't know about reverse T3, but that's the inactive T3. It counteracts the good stuff. So if you're under a lot of stress and you have a lot of cortisol, if you're deficient in vitamin D or you have mineral deficiencies, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? You're going to make reverse T3. You're going to be hypothyroid. Again, a comprehensive global approach to this problem. Okay. Um, okay. How about probiotics and, and thyroid hormone? Any, any feeling about that? Well, again, there's a lot of disinformation. Uh, I, I've seen on the internet where they, they show you these, uh, large parasites that are <laughs> allegedly the result of taking probiotics. I mean, it's all scare tactics. Um, you know, years ago, what did people eat? Real yogurt to replace the healthy, uh, flora to your intestines. They ate organic sauerkraut for the lactic acid so you can get the fermentation in your intestines to make it all work. I mean, we're so far away from, from the reality and the truth anymore. It, it's amazing that people uh, are doing as well as they are. Exactly. I mean, that's why we're bringing on, you know, bringing onto ourselves all of the, uh, the, the, the psychiatric problems. They're, they're re- and they're really serious. They're, they're really serious. Well, here's another uh, sleeper. If you're living near a power plant that burns coal to produce the electricity, it spews out mercury vapor from the coal. I had a patient who was working uh, a mile away from a power plant that used coal as the fuel to produce electricity. And, and she came to me and she was hearing voices in her head. Now, you talk about psychiatric problems. They wanted to put her in a loony bin. And, and when I diagnosed mm. it, it was mercury in her thyroid. And ten no. days detoxing her, the voices stopped in her head. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, all this is good information, and and, and we, sometimes we give you too much, but I, we have to talk about Doctor Jerry talked about statin drugs, but selenium is important in this conversion of your thyroid. And again, if you're on drugs like the PPIs, the proton pump inhibitors, if you're on antidepressants, if you're on corticosteroids, if you're on birth control pills, if you're on breast cancer drugs, you're on sulfonamides, which are sulfur drugs, they're going to wipe out all that selenium. Okay, If you have ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease or irritable bowel syndrome, it's going to wipe out the selenium. What are selenium-rich foods if you just don't, you don't want to take a supplement? Well, I, what I know is walnuts and tuna. But tuna has mercury, so eggs, cheese, turkey, beef, oatmeal. I don't know. Beans, Jerry, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Okay, but you know, selenium is is important in this in this uh, conversion. A thyroid supplement that you may not hear a lot about, but I did hear Dr. Jerry talk about it on one of our programs is uh, ash, ash, ashwagandha. ashwagandha. Yeah. Is that a good one for you? You like that? Well. I get back to the basics again. You know, number one, what are the splinters? What's in your thyroid that's suppressing its activity? You know, it's great. You know, all these wonderful things that you and I are bringing up to our listening mm-hmm. audience will help it make it work better. But, you know, let me tell you, I'm finding more and more uh, uh, Roundup in the thyroid, the pesticide. I'm finding more and more tetanus vaccines trapped in the left lobe of the thyroid. So people that say, oh, geez, I had childhood vaccines and, you know, they worked their way out of the body. That's baloney. These things are getting trapped in different organs. So it's yeah, great to take, uh, you know, trace minerals and essential fatty acids. Uh, but 
you also got to look for the splinters in there. And and 99% of the doctors, it's not in their vocabulary. Exactly. And I think that that's the point we want to make tonight, that it's a comprehensive global approach. So even though you hear uh, about the minerals and the uh, vitamins necessary to, to have active thyroid hormones, you know, why did you get this way? You know, do you have something else going on in your body? Do you have a liver problem? Okay. Do you have an adrenal problem? Are you and have adrenal problem. exhaustion? Or dental dental, hey, there you go. There you go. That's a you major, have too many major, root canals. That's right. And even third molar extractions or uh, decay under old fillings, they're all going to stress out your thyroid. So it, it's amazing that, you know, the average doctor, they, they don't have a comprehension of the impact that the, that the mouth has on all these different organs, especially the thyroid. And, and unfortunately, dentists, most of them don't connect the dots on, on what's going on in the mouth uh, with, uh, you know, electrical currents from dissimilar metals in the mouth and uh, toxic materials. You know, some of these resin materials have bisphenol A. So uh, it's, it's total Looney Tunes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think, uh, you know, we give you the, giving you an, a, a, a little primer, okay, of, of thyroid disease and mental depression, anxiety, OCD. So some of you didn't get my joke about OCD uh, when people call it CDO, because if you're obsessive compulsive, they like it in alphabetical order. Oh, well, we'll let that go. But uh, <laughs> but it could be your thyroid. And if it's your thyroid, why? I guess that, that's the take home. Why is your thyroid underactive? Okay, what can you do to get it functioning again? Why, what can you do to get more energy in your life, to get that metal, that pedal to the metal? Okay, and again, it has to be a global approach because if you treat the thyroid and you don't treat the adrenals and the, the uh, sex glands, you know, then you'll, you'll, you'll rock that three-legged stool, okay? So, uh, well, well here's another one to rock the three-legged stools. How about bad relationships? Something that you can remedy, you know, very quickly. Yeah, and well, what do the, what do bad relationships do to your thyroid, your adrenal glands? They exhaust you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they drain so, you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and yeah, more ways than one. But right. uh, yeah, I mean, these are all important. I mean, these these are these are the types of conversations you have to have with your provider. Uh, there's lots of information on the internet, you know, some of it uh, by uh, uh, Susie, what's her name, Susie Cohn, who's a, a pharmacist. There's a Dr. Kelly Brogan, she's a psychiatrist, that have a pretty good uh, feel for what's going on. And uh, I would advise you to, uh, you know, to, to look them up and do your homework, Okay. So we just want to make sure you know that the thyroid doesn't exist by itself. I think we're trying to bring that point home too. It's a global approach when you when you treat your thyroid. All right, Dr. Jerry, I I, I you know we talked about the endocrine disruptors. We didn't talk too much about gluten, but you know, we can get that. But you know the thyroid contains protein that resembles gluten. You know we talked about that in the past. So you know you you may part of your global approach may be you know, a, a gluten-free diet, but you got to start connecting the dots. Okay. I got to connect the dots. All right. Uh, all right. We were going to talk a little bit about magnesium too. And, and gosh, do you, do you think magnesium is associated with your, with your thyroid and vitamin D? Well, I made a list. I sent it to Dr. Bill William Wong. Magnesium is required for healthy function of almost every cell in your body especially heart, kidneys, and muscles. Low magnesium is a powerful predictor of heart disease. And subclinical magnesium deficiency can compromise your cardiovascular health. But listen to this one. Low magnesium will impede your cellular metabolic function and deteriorate mitochondrial function and is a component, a necessary component, for the activation of vitamin D. Now, this research is, is new, was new to me, and uh, I happen to be thinking about 
a lot of studies that are coming out lately that that are poo-pooing vitamin D. And uh, I'm a proponent of, of D. I think especially in the wintertime, it's a, a low D can be one of the reasons why you get, we talk about the flu season and so forth. But I never until recently have thought about supplementing magnesium with the D. So I'm going to go on record as saying that that should be done, especially in the wintertime and maybe all, all the time. Uh, and I, I really want to get uh, Dr. Jerry's opinion on this. I want to give you two more reasons that we'll turn it over to him. So the top reasons to optimize your magnesium levels include optimization and regulation of vitamin D. By doing that, you can prevent migraines and depression because it also helps your thyroid, improves brain plasticity and your heart. And magnesium is also important for the prevention of kidney and liver damage, bacterial and fungal infections, neurodegenerative diseases, osteoporosis, muscle cramps. And we'll hear from Dr. Teitelbaum about type 2 diabetes and magnesium. And from overall mortality. So this is a good little mineral. And, uh, uh, and, and vitamin D, it should be a hormone, really important for us to be healthy. Dr. Jerry. Well, a very interesting uh, point that people are not aware of, and, and of course most doctors are not aware of, is the fact that calcium depletes magnesium. So if someone's taking Tums for as an antacid, which is calcium carbonate, carbonate, it's actually limestone, it's going to su- suppress your magnesium level. Um, now, wait a second. Estimate... You, just, you, you just answered a, a great question. Do you remember yeah. when people were taking calcium and they were getting heart attacks and they were getting osteoporosis and whatever? Well, that's why. That's why. There you go. You just, you just opened that bag of worms up. Wow. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> wow, no, that's great. Yeah, it's, it's scary that, you know, uh, people unfortunately take supplements and, and the shotgun approach without understanding the physiologic action of these different uh, nutrients. I mean, magnesium is actually a calcium uh, channel blocker. So you don't have to take a drug. If you take, uh, you know, increased magnesium, you'll reduce that calcium level. The other wild thing is, I mean, uh, depleting factors, geez, a low thyroid will deplete magnesium, uh, you know, high sugar, high sodium, alcohol, uh, cola drinks, tobacco, uh, drugs, for example, uh, diabetes, chronic pain, diuretics, high carbohydrate diets. It's not, you know, consumption of a lot of cow's milk, which has an eight to one calcium to magnesium ratio. Hmm. And, and the symptoms, you know, people don't, you know, relate to magnesium because it's not so popular uh, on TV, but inability to sleep, fatigue, body tension, Headaches, difficulty with your heart, you know, palpitations in the heart, uh, low energy, PMS, you know, it's poor memory sometimes, muscle tension and backaches. Uh, but, you know, the magnesium holds the, the fluid in, in the bowel so you don't get constipated. Calcification of organs, osteoporosis, accelerated aging, changes in normal heartbeat, needless worrying and nervousness. These are all attributed to magnesium deficiencies. Well, you just connected the dots on something What's because that? one of my notes from reading was that uh, magnesium lowers the damage from EMF, electromagnetic fields, by blocking voltage-gated calcium channels. Mm-hmm. So here we go again. That, 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 that's incredible. Uh, so, uh, you know, calcium and magnesium are, are <laughs> really related. I, and, I, and I knew I, I, I liked what I read about this study about the EMF and if you have a low, low magnesium, you're going to have a more blood-brain barrier penetration by the EMFs because of low magnesium. And as you said, there's a ton of things associated with the deficiency of magnesium. How about yeah. symptoms, Dr. Jerry? You had numbness and tingling? Is that- yeah, it can be. Well, you have a, you're more prone to uh, spasms with, with uh, lack of and magnesium. Cramps. So exactly, you cramp up. Uh, but the key is that Uh, If your muscles aren't functioning, then you can get, you know, entrapment, especially the brachial plexus of nerves that run through your neck. That'll cause numbness and tingling down your arm. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, just if you want an exhaustive list of what we've been talking about, I found a site. 
It's Dr. Carolyn Dean, D-E-A-N. She has a blog called Gaging Magnesium Deficiency Symptoms. Dr. Carolyn Dean. You can get a checklist and go through it. Uh, This may help you gauge how much magnesium you need to resolve your deficiency symptoms. Again, it's just a gauge, but you you didn't have it before you listened to the show. Dr. Carolyn Dean, Gaging Magnesium Deficiency Symptoms. I I would guess, unfortunately, Dr. Jerry, most people are are magnesium uh, insufficient or deficient and probably could benefit from from magnesium, right? Yeah, 100%. They're thinking 90 to 95% of our population is deficient in magnesium. That's a heck of a percentage. It really is. And and, and everything that we talked about that it's associated with, you know, even high blood pressure, they say. Oh, yeah. And, of course, the lack of potassium in the diet uh, also contributes to high blood pressure. Plus, what Dr. Wan was saying, irritation, inflammation, mm. fibrosis. You, you get your microcapillaries clogged up with, with uh, scarring or fibrosis, your blood pressure is going to go up. Yeah. And the magnesium yeah. calms down your sympathetic nervous system. That's and, the point, And violates you... your coronary blood vessels. <laughs> Well, yeah, right, calcium channel blockers, right? That's what they did. Yeah. They allowed the magnesium to, to to accumulate, but most people don't associate it as a nu- as a nu- nutrition, a mineral nutrient nutrient that you should be taking. Okay, I do know it can be taken with or without food. Okay, uh, and uh, the ideal ratio of magnesium to calcium is thought to be one to one. But I, I think we're hearing Dr. Jerry and uh, with our diets and all the junk we take, uh, the calcium is much higher in our diet, so that, that ratio is off. Uh, what about six to 900 milligrams a day, uh, depending on the type you take? I, I know you're going to be experimenting with a, and reporting to us on a liquid magnesium, but how about as of today? I would say actually 1,000 to 1,500 milligrams per daily okay. intake. Yeah, just because, okay. like you said, there's so much calcium in, in all the foods that you have to overcome that. Okay, good point. And 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 I've read one to two thousand milligrams a day. You could, people could take. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. So magnesium-rich foods, uh, Dr. Jerry. Yeah, seafood, whole grains, dark green vegetables, molasses, and nuts. Yeah. Okay. Not the two-legged um, nuts. How about there? <laughs> <laughs> How about that that lettuce from Romania? No, I'm just kidding. Romaine lettuce. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's good. And avocados, you know, and one cup of avocado has about 44 milligrams of magnesium. So with your avocado oil and your avocados, you get your magnesium and your potassium. Yeah, it's also loaded with uh, glutathione too and and uh, vitamin A. Yeah. And you know, you know, to make glutathione uh, really effective, you need magnesium. I, I, again, when I was researching this, I, I was—I didn't really—I maybe knew it at one time, but uh, it really activates the glutathione. So, uh, really important mineral for for everybody to consider. All right, uh, I see. Uh, you know what? I see someone on the board here. Let me just ring them in here. I see a. a a guy that uh, used to be here quite regularly, but uh, having all kinds of trouble at home. But uh, his, his microphone won't won't activate. Doctor Dan, is that you? It's I. How are you? Good afternoon, Doctor Ron, Doctor Jerry. Good, good hey, evening. How you guys been? Terrific. Well, we've been good. So how are how are you? Are you going? You're getting your your act together with you and your wife. You you doing okay? If it isn't one appointment, it's another one. That's what it is. At this at this point, I even got on late today. You know, even if, even if I'm just listening in, there's always a lot to learn, tremendous amount of information to learn from you, you two guys. It's fantastic stuff you're talking about today. It's really, really interesting. Things you Dr. never think about. Dr. Dan, do you get uh, frequent flyer points from going to all these doctor's appointments? <laughs> <laughs> I wish that I did. And down here, nothing is closed, so you have to drive everywhere, you know? <laughs> You know what he told me he's getting, Dr. Jerry? He's getting green stamps. Uh, that's it. The, I, I the got old... my lawn chairs with green stamps. Don't knock it. <laughs> S&H yeah, I might still stamps, have some man. around somewhere. They could be worth money. No, I don't have any more. <laughs> <laughs> he used to get those all the time. Yeah. 
So uh yeah, we're we're uh, we're working on trying to trying to make things work out and uh some are and some aren't right now. So we're working on it. All right. Well, I'm Do glad the best to hear we can. That. I'm glad to hear yeah, that. Well, yeah, I didn't get a chance to get back to you, Ron, when when you called because we had other appointments coming up, so No problem. Ah. It's well, a busy time. You know how that happens in life. That's how the patients, the poor patients, go through this. I'm a patient. Uh, you are a patient. You're a patient, all right. Hey, I'm Dr. not Jerry, used uh, to being a patient. I'm, I'm <laughs> used to being doctor, the one who treats. You know. <laughs> but things things change in life. We're all we're all uh, not only uh, uh, regular regular people trying to trying to learn and do things. We're all patients too. And we all eventually end up being patients one way or another. Something has to happen, right? I don't agree with that, but that's a that's 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 a that's a podcast in itself. Well, look, we already we already got our hour. We have our hour in. We didn't get oh, okay. to to a subject that we that I wanted to include tonight, but we can lead off with it next Tuesday, next Tuesday night. And remember next Friday at 4 PM is Dr. Teitelbaum is diabetes optional, his new book. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, if you, you know, it's a short book, it's not expensive. I think it's five or $6 on Amazon. Diabetes is optional. You might want to take a look at it. It's about six. uh, Let's see. I got it in front of me. I just read it today. It's uh, 60 pages and it talks about research on Antonia H-I-N-T-O-N-I-A. And in fact, a lot of this research was done in Spain. I'm going to try and get uh, my son-in-law, who's a, the uh, president of the uh, Spanish Diabetes Association, on to talk about this also with Dr. Teitelbaum. But uh, that's on Friday, February 1st. Uh, next week, we didn't talk about something that is we, we allude to a lot, but is sunscreen doing more harm than good? Uh, the current guidelines for sun exposure uh, – Unhealthy, unscientific, controversial, uh, and how did how did how do we get it all so wrong? Okay, we talk about vitamin D, we talk about uh, every uh, skin cancers and other cancers, but we we should really talk about all these uh, uh, sunscreens and what has happened since we've been using more and more of them. Have we been getting healthier? Well, you know, there's been an increase of melanoma, so that doesn't seem that's not so good. And I have statistics from Ethiopia, uh, from Abba Abba, I mean, uh, about people of color. You know, people of color really get melanoma. People of color really get melanoma. So we'll talk about that. I think it's an interesting subject, especially uh, for the northerners in the winter time when you're, you don't you don't you don't have good sun exposure. And you know, we probably should talk about Dr. Dr. Uh, uh, Smith will give us uh, his uh, recommendations for winter time. Uh, supplementation for D and what he what he thinks you should be taking with it, uh, but uh, down here in the in the southern part of the United States uh, and our Caribbean friends, uh, it the sun has been demonized, uh, just like cholesterol has unfairly, and uh, we have to, uh, you know, we have to give you the facts about this. So, Dr. Jerry, thank you. I just want to tell you that. Let me just look here. We get 91% of our listeners in the United States, 2.49% Canada, 1.2% United Kingdom, 0.98 Ireland, and 0.48 Australia. That was last week. And we had a good turnout for uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Ross. And uh, there were 93 downloads uh, as of today for on his show. So uh, we're doing pretty good, ladies and gentlemen. Please spread the word. You know, we're on Instagram, uh, Dr. Ron. We're on Facebook, Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. If you want to drop an email, docronradio at gmail.com. The only thing that uh, is in the works for next week, I asked a, a urologist, a friend of mine that practices a holistic urology here, to come on next week to talk about uh, the prostate. We've had lots of emails. People, mainly men, it is all men, asking about a prostate uh, podcast. So if uh, Dave can do it, we'll have him on next week and uh, talk about the sunscreens and prostate because there, re- there might be a relationship there that you're, you're not aware of. So that being said, Dr. Jerry, thank you. And uh, Dr. Dan, I hope things keep working out for you. Thank and, you. Uh, thank you. 
with that, we're going to uh, sign out. Any last words, Jerry, before I, I play Freddie Cooper's doctor in the house? Yeah, absolutely. Don't go on the nude beaches and get your prostate uh, sunburned. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go get your prostate checked. <laughs> Always count on Dr. Jerry. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. With an attitude of gratitude, we're going to leave you tonight. See you next Tuesday on the radio at 7 p.m. And get ready for Dr. Teitelbaum on February 1st. And then the We'll talk because all of our attention spans are kind of short. We have two great guests for the two weeks following Dr. Teitelbaum. Uh, you're going to hear things that you, you don't hear on any other podcast and you don't hear on the fake news. So uh, stay tuned and uh, God bless and have a great week. Again, thank you for listening. This is the original song written by Fred Cooper for this program. So we'll let him take us home, and we will see you next week on the radio. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house.